0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Awakens, where the talk is easier than spending your last day at a job dressed as Spider-Man. Joining me tonight is Tabitha, oh. and Lydia, <laughs> and I'm Mitch. Um, don't want to spend too much time on this, but it, yeah, so like this guy in uh, Sao Paulo dressed up as Spider-Man. From what i read, I think he was working at a bank, but like it looks like maybe like a call center or something like that. Dressed up as Spider-Man on his last day at the job.
1: Go big or go home?
0: Like why didn't I think of that?
1: Just for the job you want? Maybe that's what he was going to do. He was going to be <laughs> be Spider Man.
0: That would be awesome. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Lodgecon is next weekend. Um, oh yeah. God, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it's February 9th and tenth uh, at the Will County Fair Atrium in Piaton, Illinois. Um, this week, because we've we've been spot or spotlighting like different things that are going to be going on uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to kind of spotlight ourselves. Because I think we do best when we talk about ourselves.
1: That's how I do things. The best.
0: So, <laughs> um, we're going to have actually two um, two events, I guess, kind of. Um, at 10 a.m. on Saturday, we're doing a panel. Um, it's, gonna, it's called A Geek's Origin Story, How Our Different Paths Led Us Here. Um, and basically, kind of the rough and tumble version of it is that, you know, like, because we've all, uh, you know, just as part of the show, like, we all have different... Reasons for being "quote unquote" geeks, um, and how the you know how that started, and what led us to what we're doing. But then you know also like it's gonna um, also talk to you know like the audience members because they also have different reasons mm-hmm. for being at the Wheel County Fair Atrium in Piaton, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I'm really excited about that. And then um, on two p.m. on Sunday, we're gonna have our uh, live show, which I guess. Should also let you know that we won't have our regular show next week because we'll be par- be preparing for uh, for LodgeCon. But, uh, yeah, so we'll have that on Sunday. Both of those will for sure be um, on Facebook Live. Um, I shouldn't say for sure on Facebook Live because then, you know, oh, hey, we have no signal. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. video for both of those will end up being on Facebook. Uh, we're going to try to get audio for a special podcast version of both of those as well, just so you can hear that where you are now. So, um, But yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Really excited for that. couple other quick things that came out in the last couple of days that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about. Uh, The first thing that was announced late last night, um, the Batman is getting a June 25th, 2021 release date without Ben Affleck. Um, they are, the movie is going to focus on a younger Bruce Wayne. Um, I, you know, like I've said in the past, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, he wasn't, wasn't my favorite, but he wasn't, he, he passed my expectations by far. Uh, maybe not by far, but he, he surpassed (laughs) my expectations. Uh, but I guess the, the question becomes because we've had so many different iterations of Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know, like, do we need another one?
1: Probably not, yeah. but it's what the world wants. Everyone loves Batman, so they're going to get it. Right.
0: My My thinking is just, you know, like, in the, what, 80-plus years that we've had Batman, mm-hmm. you know, with every different creative team, just looking at the comics, with every different creative team that you get, you get a little bit different Batman mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne. So, like, for me, like, it's not that different than having a different actor cast as the character.
2: Correct. My question is, how young are they talking? Because you already have like teenage Bruce Wayne with Gotham, and then -hmm. you have all the adult iterations. So are they talking like teenage years or?
0: Officially? Oh. I know. Um. (laughs) I wasn't asking you specifically (laughs) much. But.
1: God, Mitch, don't you know anything?
0: Clearly not. (laughs) Good are you? Um, I would speculate when they say young Bruce Wayne, I'd like to think that he's already Batman. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you're right, we have had the the young Bruce Wayne with Gotham. Um, and it, a Bruce Wayne who's already Batman, there's a good chance, you know, that we won't get to see his parents die again. Because we don't need to see his parents die again.
1: No. Batman's parents are dead? Okay. Spoiler!
0: <laughs> God!
1: Ruining everything for me.
0: It's <laughs> my claim to fame. Mitch Ladd, life ruiner. <laughs>
1: Put that on your resume. Can we get you like a plaque that says that? Ooh, or a name badge. Ooh. Ooh, There we go. There we go. Can we get it for him by next weekend so you can wear it to the con? Yes. I think I could probably make that happen. If I can make four hundred chickens happen, I can make a badge happen. (laughs) So so many
0: chickens. (laughs) So many chickens. And my roommate's gonna be angry when he comes home to like 400 chickens just Fucking about.
1: You'll never have to buy eggs again. True. True.
0: But I don't buy eggs that often to begin with.
1: Well, and maybe you could sell them for a profit. Yeah. Ooh,
0: there we go. I'm just
1: trying to make you some extra cash. That's really what this boils down to.
0: I appreciate that. I'm
1: a good person. <laughs> <laughs> can Especially... I have some chickens then? Because <laughs> you can just borrow some of Mitch's eggs.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Could I'll tell you whatever. what. I'll let you have 50 chickens.
1: I don't care what this I don't
0: need 400.
1: 350 feels like a lot still. But Can I keep uh, them yeah. here, though? Because my cats might eat them.
0: <laughs> no. Mm.
2: I'll have to figure this out.
0: <laughs> so the other uh, bit of news that came out today, and we've talked about this in the past, um, Amazon is um, is developing an eight-episode animated series adapting um, Invincible by Robert Kirkman. is an image comic. Uh they actually they released some of the voice cast today. Uh, starring as um Invincible is going to be Steven Yun. Um who was Walking from, from Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. I, did I pronounce that? I think it's Yeun. Okay. That's what we're going with. I like it. Um And then um none other than J.K. Simmons is going to be in play Invincible Invincible's father, which I'm still kinda like dragging my feet like I've, I've read some of invincible i really like what i've read so far of it uh but now that i know that jk simmons is playing that character it's like i can't see anybody else playing that character yeah same um those are the only two that have been announced with characters uh, attached to it other people who have joined the voice cast but we don't know who they're playing yet um it's uh sandra Oh, seth rogan uh gillian jacobs andrew rannells uh zazie beats mark hamill
1: okay yeah <laughs>
0: Um, and that's just, and that's just to name a few, uh, there, there are a bunch of others that were announced, but those are the really big ones. Uh, I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah. With this cast list, I definitely am. There's a lot okay. of talent in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. For sure. Um, Seth Rogen is still developing a feature film adaptation of the comic, um, and that's going to be with, uh, Universal Pictures, so we'll see what comes of that, but yeah, this will be coming out in 2020? Yes. Sweet. So, Yeah. Anyway, so now on to the other stuff that we had planned to talk about.
2: We planned this? Eh,
0: yeah, a little bit. Very minutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> sure, bitch.
0: <laughs> so, okay. And this is something that we've talked about on the show before, but there are new developments. Oh, boy. And, yeah. So, shortly after Stan Lee passed, uh, Bill Maher wrote a blog post and was like, hey, um, you people suck for being adults and liking comic related things so but he you know his show uh real time was on hiatus not hiatus but like on a break there like we go. mid-season break mid-season break thank yeah. you you're welcome <laughs> um, and so um so it came back last week and he decided to revisit that topic i'm gonna uh quote just a couple things that he had said uh he said quote to every person on social media who's asked me since november bill what do you have to say about stan lee Uh, and to every paparazzi outside a restaurant who's still shouting at me, Bill, uh, what about the Stan Lee thing? Okay, your day has come. He goes on to say, I posted a blog that no way was an attack on Mr. Lee, but took the occasion of his death to express my dismay at people who think comic books are literature and superhero movies are great cinema and who, in general, are stuck in an everlasting childhood. Bragging that you're all about the Marvel Universe is like boasting that your mother still pins your mittens to your sleeves. You can, if you want, like the same, the exact same things you liked when you were um, when you were ten. But if you do, you need to grow up. That was the point of my blog. I'm not glad Stanley is dead. I'm sad you're alive.
1: I do not like this person. Typical Bill Maher. You know, for someone who is very vocal about his political opinions and his inclusivity of different people, this feels like a jealous tirade like he's like i can't have fun so neither I'm can you sad, so neither can you
0: yeah yeah what what gets me you know like you know like oh you know it's you can't like things that you liked when you were 10 like so you, you say that to people who have always been a fan of football since they were a kid or you know baseball or soccer right. or whatever like no that's that's quite all right you know like somebody who grew up Loving Westerns, which, I don't know. Does anybody grow up loving Westerns? Yes. Okay. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> I answered the question. <laughs> I, thought,
0: I thought a love of Westerns just came with your AARP card, you know?
2: I mean, to be fair, I did uh, do that because of my grandpa, so
1: there's
0: that. That fair makes enough. sense. Fair His enough.
1: AARP card yes. was passed on to Litton. Like <laughs> just early in life.
0: All the John Wayne. But yeah, I mean, like, why... Why is it such a big thing to like the things that you like? And and don't get me wrong. And I know I speak for myself and probably at least the two of you because of a similar conversation that we had last week. I don't think many people are saying that the superhero movies are, like, great cinema. I mean, they are. But, like, nobody is saying that, oh, Black Panther is going to, you know, it was the best movie of 2018. Right. You know, like... There are, there's, there's definite entertainment value. And I think, you know, entertainment wise, yeah, it's up there, you know, but yeah, like I don't think we're fooling anybody by saying that, you know, these movies are life changing cultural items, you know, like on the level of Gone with the Wind or anything like that. Nobody is saying that. However, you don't, you don't have to, you know, crap all over the things that other people like just because you don't like them.
1: Mm, that's kind of what Bill Moore does. As
0: a human, that's true. Yeah, and I guess, I guess I never really appreciated that until he attacked something that I liked.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how everything in the universe yeah. works, though. You're never really offended until, until you it's are. It's something about you, and then it's offensive.
0: Fair, <clears throat> but anyway, um, I guess to kind of um, give a. Uh, Good old middle finger to Bill Maher. Uh, next story I want to talk about is none other than Black Panther. Lydia, what's <laughs> going on there? The non-cultural movie, Black the Panther.
2: <laughs> so, um, Black Panther is actually going to be back in theaters for a week. And it is going to be free to go see it. Uh, I believe there are two showings per day from February 1st to the 7th. Um, it is only in select theaters, obviously, but there are 250 different theaters across the country that are doing this. And for anybody that's interested, the closest one to us is Peoria.
0: I was just about to say, I remember looking yesterday. I was going to look again right now just to see in case they're like, oh, hey, and Springfield. You've yeah.
2: To I forgot about you, Springfield. Yeah. yeah, the closest one's Peoria. But uh, they are doing it for uh, Black History Month. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, it says today we are excited to announce Black Panther will return to the big screen to celebrate Black History Month from February first to seventh at participating AMC's. Tickets are free. We also donate one point five million to UNICEF to make the dream of higher education a reality for more students. Awesome. So.
0: Which that's to me like it, it's already awesome that they're providing free tickets to see Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But they're going above and beyond with the whole mm. donation to UNICEF thing. That is awesome to me.
2: It's very, uh, words, um, they're doing a lot for like educational purposes in more really? ways than one
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. by doing this.
0: For sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great idea and also, you know, kind of, uh, well, I guess, well, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, I, well, what I was going to say is, you know, and it also kind of helps to get Black Path Panther's name back out there, leading up to the Oscars. Correct. But that said, the Oscars are what the tenth. So I don't, I don't know when you know the people who vote on the categories. I don't know when the voting like actually probably takes. Probably already done. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's maybe that's not Disney's motivation, but hey, maybe whatever. it's
1: their motivation for when they don't win to make more people angry.
0: <laughs> there we go. So, um, David, let's talk about. Um, what is coming to uh to Chicago?
1: We are getting well, this comes from my Lin Man when we're in the news desk, obviously. Um Hamilton the Exhibition tickets in Chicago will be on sale as of February fifteenth. <clears throat> um Hamilton the Exhibition is basically going to be in a freestanding temporary building on Northerly Island. Um the exhibit is based on the show, but will also have art like artifacts and things and about the life and times of Alexander Hamilton himself. Um, it's official open date, I believe, is April 6th. Um, it is going to be a limited engagement only through the beginning of September. And there is probably going to be an extinction. I mean, they they said Hamilton the Musical is coming to Chicago for six months, and it's been there for like two years now. Right. So yeah. I think it's probably going to be there for a minute. Um, eventually, it will move on out of Chicago to another city. Um, the tickets are $39.50 for adults. And... Young for I think children, it's like 25 or something. Um, but they are giving free tours to groups from the Chicago Public Schools. That's awesome.
0: That is awesome.
1: That is super awesome. Um, tickets mm-hmm. will be required. You can obviously purchase group discount tickets, and this looks fantastic. I kind of want to go, but I feel like it probably made me cry.
0: But <laughs> I mean. Most things do make you cry, yeah. as as previously discussed. Yeah, that's I mean.
1: true. Also, there's gonna be like a whole thing with like Lynn being like recorded. I'm, I'm oh. always it. I'm not gonna be able to handle it. So i want to go see this i think it's great it's semi-local for us so and actually not that expensive for something like that Mm -hmm. i was expecting way more expensive tickets than that same especially since it's a Mm quote-unquote limited engagement like i mean it's going to be open the entire time but i feel like it's something that especially if they're allowing like the public school systems to come in for free Mm -hmm. and children at such a discounted rate everything will be okay Yeah.
0: yeah yeah definitely it's it the prices are very reasonable you're absolutely right there and Like, I'm kind of bummed that it's not going to be open while we're up there for C2E2. I know.
1: I kind of looked at those dates, too. I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, But, yeah. I mean, it would be, like, a good weekend trip from here because it's only a three-hour drive. Right. A three-hour (laughs) drive.
0: Thank you. (laughs) How most of my adventures start. Much like Ellington's Island. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So, um, kind of, speaking of Hamilton, just real quick because, you know, like, Chicago, like most of the Midwest, was, you know, frozen. It's still frozen. But, you know, they actually <laughs> they actually canceled both performances of Hamilton. Um, so, once again, Burr killed Hamilton. No. <laughs> for,
2: to, be, to be fair, that wasn't
0: his joke. For the record.
1: I don't care if he uttered it. Therefore, it was Mitch's joke.
0: For the record, not Seth actually told me to tell that joke tonight. So, if you're going to shame me, you also need to shame him.
1: But he's not on my list. I say he's not on here.
0: Patrick wasn't on there last year. Bet me. Well, I'm just saying, like <laughs> he wasn't on the list until he got put on the list.
1: Go ahead and put not Seth on there, okay. but that shame still goes to Mitch.
0: Say he should also get a shame.
1: <laughs> Give him a quarter of a shame. One quarter of a shame for not uh... Seth. So do I still get do the I full? Get no, oh. you get the full shame.
2: Okay, I'm gonna do that because that's the only thing I could think.
1: Perfect. <laughs> So, but like one slash four, like one quarter of a shame. <laughs>
0: so, uh, we're gonna go ahead and start gut reaction, <clears throat> and we're going to start with uh, our first look at Harley Quinn in the Birds of Prey movie. It um, it was a it started off the picture, but then there was also like video two mm-hmm. that showed other characters, and Margot Robbie uh, said, "Miss me, HQ." Yeah. Um, granted, this was really, it was more of a, it wasn't even a teaser. It was just kind of like, hey, here's what these characters might look like. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm giving this, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to give this a thumb sideways. Um, just because that teaser of a teaser showed us nothing. Um, and who knows? It could maybe still end up being good. I don't know. But thumbs sideways. Lydia. See, I'm
2: going to give it a thumbs down because it was like that. It was... You can't even really consider it a teaser. The only person you actually saw, like, enough of them to tell who it was, was Margot Robbie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, if you're going to tease us, at least give us a little bit more than just, oh, here, here's a torso and some legs and,
1: yeah, thumbs okay. down. Dev. I mean, you guys know how I feel about this. Yeah. I'm not into it. Um, I agree with Lydia, though. Like, it, feel, it felt like a cop-out of a teaser. Almost mm-hmm. like a, <clears throat> we're gonna dangle something for you for, like, two seconds. Like, who are you, HBO? Like, stop it. So, thumbs <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> so, um, there's a rumor going around that, uh, Funko is developing a, um, uh, feature-length film based off of their pop vinyl figures, um... Teaming up with Warner Brothers, um, and it's going to kind of sort of be like the Lego movie. Um, you know, in, in that same vein, you know. Right. <clears throat> um, I also, I did hear somewhere where it might take a uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit approach. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Daniel Richtman of Super Bro Movies, he tweeted out, he said, Some characters already confirmed for the Funko movie include Darth Vader, Deadpool, Hellboy, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Care Bears, and My Little Pony. If this ends up being anything like the Lego movie, which, like, I loved the Lego movie way more than I thought I was going to, I will love this as well. So I'm, even though though it's a rumor, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Lydia.
2: So, um, like, I know the Lego movie did it, but that's just a really odd amalgamation of characters to list off. But I love the idea behind this, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up.
0: though.
1: I agree with Lydia. Like, that is a lot all at the same time. Like, Lego had its moments where it was, like, a bunch of different characters. But this is, like, 50 different fandoms already, and it's just, like, five things. So, optimistically, thumbs sideways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Netflix has a new feature. Um, When you are watching something on Netflix... There's, um, there's a share button on the Netflix app that posts the, um, whatever you're watching, it posts that artwork to your Instagram story. So when other Netflix users see it, a link to watch on Netflix connects them to the app. I'm giving this a thumbs down. I don't, like, I don't, you know, Netflix intoxicated very much to begin with, but I don't need for, like, Drunk Mitch to be, like, watching something embarrassing on Netflix and be like, share. <laughs> sure. I'm also not really for sure that's how Drunk Mitch sounds, but whatever.
1: Uh, (laughs) I think I can confirm that that is indeed how Drunk Mitch sounds.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Lydia? Uh,
2: Yeah. For the drunk reasonings as well. And also, that's just, that's kind of a lame way to just get advertising. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. no, thumbs down.
0: Thumbs down.
1: Thumbs down, because I don't have to be drunk to watch embarrassing things on Netflix. I watch embarrassing things on Netflix. All the time. Like, it would just be like, Tabitha's been... Lo- Tabitha has watched uh Lord of the Rings 413 times. times in the last two days. And it's like, <laughs> no, she hasn't.
0: <laughs> well, see, yeah, to, to clarify, though, like... I know it just shows you what you're watching. Right.
1: Like, but I would right. be like, I'm still watching this. <laughs> and again. And now. And now, too.
2: Yeah, that's and not... And now. Let's not talk about how many times I've watched some things.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> But, yeah, but, like, Sober Mitch also watches embarrassing things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's just Drunk Mitch who would find it funny to share. It. <laughs> That's fair. Those yeah. two people don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wonder why, right?
0: Well, um, so Apple is, and, again, this is kind of like the the Funko movie. This is very, um, early stages, you know, no really, a whole lot of information, but Apple is kind of thinking about planning a Netflix-like gaming subscription, um, Like I said, no information as to what the cost would be, what type of games Apple will offer. Uh, It's in the very early stages of development, and Apple could just decide to mix it all together. Um, It's interesting because Apple has, um, I mean, they are starting, like, what, their own streaming service Mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, As a non-Apple person, even if I were into games, that would make me weary just because it's like, well, okay, so do I have to... You know what do i have to buy from apple to be able to do this mm-hmm. i'm giving this a thumb sideways for right now lydia
2: yeah there's since there's not much uh knowledge on it yet there's a lot that's up in the air and i'm curious even to what kind of games they would be able to so, procure
1: for that kind of service so thumb sideways yep. thumb sideways <laughs> because as an apple user literally everything i own is apple um I know how expensive they tend to run. So if it's Apple and it's a subscription service of any kind, especially some kind of gaming service where they're going to have to get licensing agreements from game companies, this is going to cost a lot of money. So thumb sideways
0: and tell me no more. So, um, Tabitha, let's talk about um, your new favorite bar.
1: Oh, my new favorite mobile bar, you mean? Yes. Okay, great. Um, They are creating a... It's essentially like an autonomous car that drives around, but it's a bar. It's an Italian design firm that wants to create this bartending robot inside an autonomous vehicle, um, which is essentially just going to be a bar on wheels that drives around. No human bartender, but a one-armed bot that can do just about anything a bartender can. Um, It's called the Maker Shaker, and it has the ability to pour 120 drinks an hour. So... Instead of using an app to, like, call this, you would just, uh, hill the thing down while it was driving by and be like, hey, like a Vigatonic, please. Then the app allows you to place your order. I think this is dangerous, yet yeah, brilliant. Um, you have to verify your age, obviously, with a valid form of ID, which I feel like that would be very easy to fake. Come on. And cities, like... New Orleans, for example, could probably benefit from this. But at the same time, like, that takes your human element of bartending out of this. So I'm going thumbs sideways. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm giving I'm giving it thumbs down for two reasons. Uh, one, to kind of echo what you just said, um, I don't like when, you know, robots take away human jobs. Same. Um, <clears throat> but also, um, didn't we talk somewhat recently about, like, self-driving Uber cars that killed people? mm
1: yeah. yeah, but if you die now, you're drunk and happy about it, I guess, maybe. But
0: what if you get run over before you even get your first drink?
1: Oh, that would be, be upsetting. Yeah. yeah. And here's a question. If you get hit by that,
2: is it considered being killed by a drunk driver?
0: Well, no, because the robot itself isn't drunk. <laughs> but there Unless is a lot of drinking. alcohol on
1: board. Unless it's been sip-a-sip-a. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going thumbs down. Lydia, where are you at?
2: Mm. I'm going to go thumbs sideways, because... Like like you said, I I don't like the taking the human element out of it. Mm-hmm. But I could see maybe if it drove to a spot and stayed mm-hmm. there for like an event, yeah. how it would be helpful for that kind of thing.
1: So mm-hmm. more like operating like a food truck, yeah, than something like driving that. down the road. Right, yeah.
2: like go to a specific spot, stay there, serve the drinks, pack up, go home. Well,
1: they're already using these on like Caribbean cruises, I think is what it said. So that I get, but the whole driving aspect of it does make me nervous. Also, does the uh, robot bartender have a robot dog to go with it? I hope so. It can get its deliveries and its packages and bring it to the robot bartender.
0: <laughs> uh, what if, what if, like, the robot dog had, like, a little tray, like, on its back?
1: Like a little waiter deliver- dog? Yes. Aww. That's so cute. Yeah, I like that idea. Thumbs up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to change my vote.
2: <laughs> but only if the dogs are involved. Correct.
0: Brings a whole new meaning to the term cocktail waiter.
1: <laughs> I'm not even it's not worth it. It's just not.
0: <laughs>
1: He's so proud of himself. He is.
0: <laughs> not really. I'm just kind of stalling why. Because I, I I lost my place. Good job. See, that's the thing with this with this new tablet, like, I mean it's got like, you know, like the landscape mode mm-hmm. or whatever, and I forget to turn it off. And so, like, if I move it, it'll be like, hey, we're on landscape no- mode now. And then, like, put it back to normal. It's like, oh, tap. hey, I'm in a random place that you weren't at. So, anyway. <laughs> so, um, got actually something from Lionforge to talk about. Uh, they announced a publication date uh, for Mooncakes. It's by, uh, it's by Suzanne Walker and Wendy Zoo. Um, It's a queer Chinese-American fantasy romance. Uh, It's going to be coming out in October of 2019. And from the creators, uh, they said that Mooncakes is a labor of love. Uh, We set out to tell a story of reunion, two childhood crushes who find each other again to find out whether their friendship could be something more. Uh, Nova and Tam's love thrives in a rich, vibrant world of magic, demons, and elder elder witches and their journey is a reflection of all we value as creators. Um, yeah. And then, like, not to tell too much about the story, um, about the synopsis or whatever, but, um, but yeah, with, with Nova and Tam, um, it says that their, le- uh, their latent feelings are rekindled against the backdrop of witchcraft, untested magic, occult rituals, and family ties, both new and old, in this enchanting tale of self-discovery. Um, this sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, yes it does. It,
0: it began online in 2015 and was updated on the 1st and the 15th of each month since then. Um, it's going to be released um, in uh, in paper form on October 2nd in comic book shops and then October 15th in bookstores. Uh, Mooncakes will also resume online on February 14th and pages are going to be uploaded weekly ahead of the print release this fall. So you can find out more at uh, mooncakescomet.com. Sorry, mooncakescomic.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm kind of torn. Like, on the one hand, like, I want to wait until October to actually, you know, read this all together. Part of me wants to go there right now and... Read it online? Read yeah, it online, same. It just, it seems like a fun story. It does. It
1: does. So. It's got a lot going on, but it's all things I enjoy at the same time.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you had me at a cult, uh... Occult ritual, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as most things do. Yes.
0: So, uh, also something to talk about with uh, with Vault and um, and their young adult imprint Myriad books. Uh, we talked about this. I feel like uh, when they first announced Myriad, and uh, one of the uh, one of the titles that they have is called Bonding, and it's a uh, young adult graphic novel about two people who fall in love. Uh, but in this particular world. Um, humans are made to bond with uh, strange alien like parasites that hang onto their chests like weird leeches or sea slugs. Your health, emotions, preferences, and tastes can be reflected in the way your slug looks.
1: Oh, I'm uncomfortable.
0: But it sounds kind of cool. I'm right? kind of
1: intrigued. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable and intrigued. Yeah. Also, I'm picturing like, a slug that looks like a facehunter on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: um, but yeah, so, in ad, you know, in advance of this, um, of, um, Bonding coming out, which it doesn't come out until next year, uh, Vault Comics and the Bonding creative team created a special Chapter Zero comic that introduces the reader to the story, but also invites the public to submit their own illustrations for how they think their own slugs would look.
1: Okay, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so, what you can do, um, and not just young readers, I mean... Anybody can do this. Uh, you can design your own slug and submit it to Vault Comics for potential inclusion in the book itself.
1: Ah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Yeah.
0: So, you can go to vaultcomics.com slash bonding dash promotion um, to find out more about that. Sweet. So, um, one other thing with bonding, too, because it, it, this press release also does say how the book um, also focuses on... Like things like mental health, uh, self-perception, anxiety, um, and all of these thoughts are displayed through the parasite for everyone to see.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no longer intrigued now. I'm, <laughs> now I'm just <designer. laughs> uncomfortable.
0: So, uh, like I said, bonding will be released on February 5th of 2020. Uh, design submissions are—you uh, can submit uh, what your slug would look like anytime between now and September 13th of this year.
1: How so. do you draw like an anxious, angry slug? You <laughs> know,
0: I'll get back to you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, last thing to talk about with with Vault, and I don't want to talk too much about it, uh, just because we had kind of kept up with it. But uh, yesterday, the collection of uh, the trade paperback collection of Submerge came out, mm-hmm. um, and it was a story that I really enjoyed. Um, did either of you get a chance to kind of? I remember, remember the end of it.
1: I have not got to the end of it, but I remember reading the majority Sorry. of the beginning, so beginning yeah. of the arc or whatever. So yeah.
0: But, uh, but yeah. So like, if you if you didn't get a chance to read it as the monthly uh, issues came out, definitely take it upon yourself to look for the collection. It's a really good read. It's uh, it's a touching read. So, um, moving on. Um, so DC Universe when they launched that app, one of the things that they were doing was that you'd be able to read a lot of different DC comics, which makes sense. Uh, The thing is with that, um, that's been kind of the weak point of the DC Universe app. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Not a whole lot of titles were included, and it's kind of like constantly changing, and so like you can put something in like your saved list or whatever and then come back to it like a week later and oh, hey, it's gone. Right. But uh, they are, actually they're, Doing what they can to change that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> they announced. Sorry, it did it again. I should probably, while I'm thinking about it, take it off of Landscape mode, but nah, I'm not going to do that.
1: That like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> um, it's going to be the first major expansion of the curated comic book content. Um, and the selection of comic material is going to double over the next few weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's going to add thousands of new issues to the uh, DC Universe reader. Uh, Added immediately were issues of the current action comic series, the new 52-era Batman series, Batman Incorporated, Flashpoint, Gotham Central, both the 2000 and the 2013 Harley Quinn series, uh, The Omega Men, Static Shock, Superman for all seasons, and Wonder Woman. Um, and then coming out uh, throughout February, and March, um, Grant Morrison's Animal Man, Jeff Johns' uh, JSA, and Superman's Secret Origin, uh, Neil Gaiman's Batman, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader, and Frank Miller's uh, Batman Year One. Sounds like so. they
2: did a really good job of going back and adding a lot of the more well-known titles that weren't on there to begin with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there and there are others that I didn't um, that I didn't mention. And one of the things and I still, like, outside of watching Titans, I haven't played around with the DC Universe app that much, but, um, one of the things that is kind of cool, it's like, they would release, like, comics that are relevant. Right. You know? Like, the the episode of Titans that introduced Doom Patrol. They had all the Doom Patrol issues out there, you know, for you to read and kind of get caught Caught up up that way. So, um, I hope that they continue to do that, as well as... Put this older stuff on. Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, Tabitha, let's talk about your favorite author's new novel. Oh, let's never say that
1: again out loud. <laughs> How do we do that? Um, E.L. James, the author of the Fifty Shades trilogy, is coming out with a new novel. No, new no. story, new characters. Mm. Still romantic, evidently. Romantic. I use that in I quotations. Um, the novel is going to be called The Mister and will be released um, on April 16th from Vintage Books, uh, tells the story of Maxim Trevelyan, a privileged and aristocratic Englishman, and Alicia Demaki, a mysterious young woman with musical gifts and a dangerous past who has recently arrived in London.
0: Why are you going to name your characters something so...
1: It sounds like a drag queen.
0: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs>
1: The only other character named Maxim in anything I can think of that's any kind of relevant at all is the main character in Rebecca, like the Daphne du Maurier book. And I'm like, what you try to do, E.L. James? You ain't fancy. Stop it. Um, She calls it a Cinderella story for the 21st century, because, you know, we have not had enough of those. We should definitely have some more. Um, It's going to be a thrilling and sensual tale can go just, away,
2: lady. Can, can she just not with the sensual stuff? Can she
1: just both? not with anything ever? Because, out of curiosity, I read that first Fifty Shades of Grey novel, and the writing was... it. it it's atrocious. It's awful. His eyebrows widened in surprise. I don't know about you, but the only time my eyebrows widen <laughs> is when I draw them in. They don't get surprised and go whoop! Like that's not how eyebrows work, El
0: James. It's just not. Well, something that I didn't realize until I read this article that you shared with us, um, that the uh, that I guess El James was a uh, wrote Twilight fan fiction.
2: Yep. Why does that not surprise me?
1: Because all of her books still read like Twilight fan fiction, but with. BDSM and less sparkly vampires? Like, she took the vampires out and put BDSM in. Like, that's what she did. She, like, made a switch. It, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I knew that about her. It shows in her writing.
0: Did, did you know her pen name when she wrote? No. <laughs> Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. There it is.
1: That there it is. That makes sense. Uh. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's made too much money off of terrible writing already. Let's not give her any more money. Yeah. There's, like, a whole thing online in, like, the book community where they're boycotting this book. Like, they're asking people not to pre-order it. Because that's how authors make their money, is on pre-order sales. And they're asking people not to not to pre-order it.
0: Which, I'm wondering... Because, like, when when was the last... Fifty Shades book released. It's been a Well, minute.
1: it's been, it was that follow-up one, which is the book one rewritten from the man's perspective. I'm not counting that one. Oh, I mean, nobody else did either, so it's fine. Um, I couldn't tell you, 2013, 12? It's been a hot second.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe people will just have forgotten that E.L. James was a thing and not pick this up.
1: I doubt it. It's going to... There's going to be so much publicity behind this because it's her first thing that's outside of that universe. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, while the second Fifty Shades of Grey, Mm -hmm. whichever one that was, was technically her sophomore novel since it was a trilogy and then had that like follow-up story, this is her sophomore Mm -hmm. piece of work, so...
0: Well, we all saw what happened when J.K. Rowling wrote a book that wasn't Harry Potter. What was that, The Host? Remember that?
1: That was Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. How dare you? You're right. You go away forever. Forever and ever. And ever, ever. Forever, ever. You're right. (laughs) Can you please shame him for that? Please. I'm too embarrassed. (laughs) If I shame him, it will bring attention to the fact that he just said that. That was Stephanie Meyer. And The Host is honestly better than twilight i will put that out there i have read it it is much better than twilight
0: but commercially it was not
1: no commercially it was not because you're writing an adult sci-fi novel after you've written tween vampire fiction for so long you're not playing your correct audience mm-hmm. even the moms who read twilight and became twihards that's Eww. a thing yeah i know right um didn't want an adult sci-fi novel like they wanted more steamy vampires they just wanted it for an adult crowd. To be fair, I think what
2: you were trying to think of was the casual vacancy.
0: Oh yeah, I knew that she wrote something outside of Harry Potter. That
2: was not very
0: good. She's yeah.
2: she was Isn't that also the ones that she wrote
1: under a uh, pseudonym? Yeah, yeah. Cormoran Strike.
0: And you know what? I'm gonna leave that embarrassing moment in.
1: You better. I'm mm. going you deserve to... that shame, yeah. even though I didn't actually. Sh- you shamed you know, yourself you know, enough. I'm putting
2: it down, even though you didn't ring the bell. Because oh, that's, that's on
1: Lydia. Oh
0: yeah.
1: man, Lydia's Lydia's taken over. Yep. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. So,
0: moving on before I stick my other foot in my mouth. Um, <laughs> Lydia, let's talk about um, Epic and what they're doing with Steam. and
2: So, they're basically waging war on Steam, from what it sounds like. Um, they are trying to get their own um, store, basically. They're trying to get it to be better received and have better content on it but they're doing that by taking things off of steam they are um stealing metro exodus uh which is i think like the third game in a series um off of steam 18 days before it's supposed to launch on steam oh
1: yeah Yeah,
2: that's not good No. no um which I'm not sure how that works. I don't know what happens to all the people that pre-ordered this because you can pre-order on Steam. So I don't know if they get their money back or what, but they're taking it from Steam, and Steam is not very happy about it. Uh, They're pretty
0: steamed over it?
2: They're very steamed over it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Um, But, yeah, Valve actually, like, posted... Basically saying that they weren't happy about what was going on. Not so much for themselves, but for the people that... Oh, thank you. You're welcome. says... So, okay, it says... We think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through Fe- the February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and give it limited time to let everyone know. So
0: which granted like okay <clears throat> so with you know with the article that you shared with us i would be honest like the the author didn't do a very good job of explaining what lie. was going yeah, on no, 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 no. um so thank you for giving that that information so now that i kind of have a little bit better idea of what's going on like it'd be one thing if maybe epic was like going forward we're do you know we're not working with steam anymore but like to, to pull out this close to a, re, to a launch of a game, mm-hmm. like, that's...
2: Like, if you want to do your own thing, if you want to progress farther than you are now, that's fine. But do it with new content. Don't mm-hmm. take something that's been put out there for people to purchase and that they've been waiting for already. Do not pull that out from underneath them because that's just going to make them not want to deal with you ever again. Yeah. Right.
0: So, I mean, so... Is there, like... Um, are there still plans for it to release, you know, on whatever Epic's platform? I mean, are, do they have a platform set up for it to release on the same day? Or do you think that's going to get pushed back?
1: Uh,
2: I don't know. I didn't get that far into it. Um, I guess it depends on if they already have this platform set up or not. Yeah. Um, I do know that anybody that ordered it on Steam, it, even if it is the same release date, they're going to have to go over there and redo the transaction to get the game.
1: That's a,
0: that's crap. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and granted, like, and to be fair, like, I'm completely ignorant to how Steam works or anything like that. Uh, but I would imagine, because I, I know with some, um, with some companies, like, it takes a decent chunk of time for you to get that money back, mm-hmm. you know? So that would really suck, like, especially if you're in a position that you can't fork over however much, you know, that game was a second time. Right away, you know, if you have to wait until you get that money refunded before you can do it again. Like, I know I wouldn't be happy about that.
2: And they definitely went about this the entire wrong Mm -hmm. way. And they're probably going to pay for what they just did to all these people that were waiting for this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know if that happened to me, I would not want to go over there. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of fickle in that, like... I probably still would, but I wouldn't be happy about it. Same. And, like... Mostly because I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would, like, especially if this was a game that I was, like, very much anticipating, like, I would probably still do it for that one. But it would make me think long and hard before I wanted to do any kind of other games with Epic. Yeah. But... So, sticking with games for a little bit. Uh, so, over on Twitch, uh, there's a user called Jesse Streams. Got about a thousand followers, give or take. Um, but he did a live stream recently and f- fell asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he didn't have you know like any chat interaction from his followers. Got kind of bored, fell asleep. Uh, people started tuning in at this point, and by the time that he woke up, he had more than two hundred people watching him.
1: That's so creepy. That's amazing. <laughs> that would be the kind of thing I would do. I'd be like, "Yeah." Then people would just watch me sleep for like four hours. <laughs> yeah, I sleep all the time. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, like I guess you know, once he woke up and whatever, um, he was looking at his chat and he responded by saying, "Hi guys, hi folks. My nap was good. I'm in shock. Yes, I am. There are two hundred and effing thirteen people here." Why?
2: (laughs) The best part about this is if he has that many followers, he's to the point where he's actually making some kind of profit off of this. So he basically just got paid to sleep for however long he was on camera. Maybe
1: I should do this.
0: Man. You can play
1: the video games for me and I'll just nap in the background. So (laughs) Sounds good. good. (laughs) I like this idea.
0: I think... uh, But see, I, I don't know how how well that would go- do if, you know, like you've still got somebody streaming and just somebody. Oh, no, she's going to play the
1: them for me to get me, like, my followers. And gotcha. then I'm, once I have gotcha. all these followers, because Lydia's been, sh- like, playing, yeah. I'll start napping. Okay. <laughs> Let's so. put the profits. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful, though. That's fantastic. It, it that really guy.
0: Is. Yeah, like, on the one hand, like, I'm a little embarrassed for him. Because, like, I know if it were me and people were watching me fall asleep, and I woke up and found out about yeah. it and found out that a lot of people <laughs> knew about it. Because I actually first saw this on Reddit. So you know a lot, a lot more of people, people than lot just that 200. I would be like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can never go outside ever again.
0: But. Somebody's going to walk
2: up to me on the street. Hey, aren't you the one that was asleep on Twitch the other night?
0: Nope. <laughs> that was Jesse G. Strings. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but, um, there are, um, they're making an adaptation of the classic novel, Dune. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they did announce that, um, Oscar Isaac is going to be, he's in early negotiations to join the adaptation. Um, he'll play Duke Leto At- Atreides.
1: Atreides.
0: Um, who is the father of Paul, who is the protagonist of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I've seen I've seen a few other things that Oscar Isaac has been in, aside from Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed all of them. I think, you know, and I'm not just saying this just because he's BB-8's bestie, um, <laughs> I think that Oscar Isaac has kind of earned my respect mm-hmm. as a, you know, as an actor, uh, to where, like, honestly, I don't know anything about Dune, outside of, mm-hmm. you know, what we've talked about in the past. But he's already got my interest. Yeah, I, you know, I I I would definitely be open to watching that.
1: Well, I saw that um, he's, I mean, the main mm-hmm. character Paul is being played by uh, Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. and then Zendaya has also been added to the cast. I saw that in the last couple of days, which I was interested anyway because I love Dune. But with this addition, I'm even more excited. Yeah,
0: and you know what? And speaking of Zendaya, I mean, she's also one of those people that like. Mm-hmm she's kind of proven herself mm-hmm. you know she's proven her versatility um and you know she's the the two movies that i've seen that she's been in that i that i know for sure that she's been in uh, i've really enjoyed mm-hmm. not not only the movie as a whole but i've genuinely enjoyed her character yeah. and so yes yeah, so, i mean so yes yeah, props to her too
1: yeah and i mean timothy chalamet is incredible
0: i don't like how he spells his name though
1: because it's the french version of timothy
0: with the two E's? Uh-huh. that That's the French version? Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: That's why his last name is also Chalamet. He's French.
0: <laughs> but Still. like,
1: Call Me By Your Name was one of my favorite books of all time and I love that movie and he's incredible and I haven't seen Beautiful Boy yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called with him and Steve Carell. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming out but I've read part of that book and I'm excited to see what he can do with that role. So you've got two, like, incredible actors from other things, and then you have him, who this is his thing. He does these serious, intense roles, so.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of intense roles, um, Tabitha, let's talk about, uh, Oscar Mayer.
1: I walked right into that one. Like, right, like, right into it. Like, <laughs> Platform nine and three quarters walked into it. That was awful. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> like when
2: Dobby closed the... D- yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I gotta fly to Hogwarts in the Ford now. Way to go, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oscar Mayer is hiring someone to drive their Lier-Mobile, Yep. which they call hot doggers, by the way, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> um, they act as ambassadors to the company, uh, traveling from coast to coast, making appearances on television, in print, and in person. Um, it's... They, you sign up for a one-year contract, and it's available for graduates with a B.A. or B.S., preferably in public relations, journalism, communications, advertising, or marketing. So you have to have a degree to drive the Wiener Mobile. I find this... Highly amusing. Yes. Um, bilingual candidates are also encouraged to apply. Um, it's 100% travel, so you will be on the road for the entire time. And Oscar Meyer does say that some of the perks include competitive salary, self-managed position, and a company car, guaranteed to turn heads. Um, if you want to apply, you can do so at wmrequest at com. I would imagine you also have to have a CDL. Probably, yes, because the
0: mobile is quite long. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hefty wiener. Jesus. I'm just saying, as somebody who has his degree in communications and minored in marketing, I should probably do this. You
1: should, and you get to travel basically for free and get paid for a year.
0: Yeah. How would we do this though? Uh,
1: somebody we have to Skype you in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Somebody have to take over.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna be me. No. Don't look at me. You're gonna need Picket or Matt to step up. Yep. Because I'm. No.
2: We already know how eloquent I am with words. This is not gonna happen. <laughs>
1: My eloquency is not the problem. It's my organization ability that's <laughs> the <I> struggle here. <laughs> okay, well, I'll organize. You can Perfect. Talk. Okay, we yeah. don't need anybody We got this. Else. We're, good. Yeah. we're good. we figured it out. You go drive the Wheatermobile, yeah. Lydia and I can hold down the fort.
0: <laughs> you, got, you got this taken care of. You got Twitch taken care of. Man, you guys are like a couple of femme fatales or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't is really that a thing?
1: We're not going to kill anybody yet, so... <laughs>
0: I mean that is the next step though. It's like we're
1: not getting into assassin school this year. Let give us a couple of years. Yeah,
0: it's like we've realized how good we are as a team.
1: <laughs> next step is clearly become hit women. Like, yeah. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> that's the next step logically.
0: So, um, the uh, the last story that we're going to talk about tonight um, is one that I didn't expect. To want to try, but I really, 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 really want to try this. And though we're talking about oh my God. our buddies at KFC, hashtag not sponsored.
1: Hashtag so. we should be, because this is getting a little ridiculous. I feel like if we wrote to KFC and we were like, here's an included document of all the times we've referred to your show on our podcast, we're bringing you business, yeah. give us money, or at least free chicken sandwiches. Mostly I just want the chicken sandwiches because KFC has come out with a Cheetos chicken sandwich. Guys, Cheetos on my chicken sandwich. I don't even eat KFC. I want to try this. <laughs> I want to try this so bad. Um, it's currently being tested throughout the South. Um, because of do it is. Right. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, they just added Cheetos to the sandwich. Like I can take that home and add my own Cheetos. No, they did not. They've developed a Cheeto sauce to coat the chicken in, and since that's obviously not enough, there's also mayonnaise on the bun. So, I mean, because you know, it's whatever. the South, and You right. have to have mayonnaise. You have to have mayonnaise on everything. Yeah. And there's no fruits or no fruits. No, veggie, <laughs> no Hopefully <laughs> no fruits. I was thinking about oranges because Cheetos. Well, there's no tomato. There's on no. no oh, true. So fruits and veggies because tomato is a fruit. Mm. Thanks, Lydia. You're welcome. Having my back. Maybe we should become staff. We should. <laughs> um. The only part of this that I'm, like, kind of bummed about is they didn't use Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Like, you've made a huge mistake, KFC.
2: Maybe they're going to do it kind of like the uh, Doritos tacos at Taco Bell, where they're, like, they start with one flavor and then they release the other ones later. Yeah, we better get a Flamin'
1: Hot Cheetos chicken sandwich, because I will definitely eat that, because Flamin' Hot Cheetos are my Coke. Like, they're, they're wonderful.
2: I'm a so, little curious about this Cheetos sauce, though.
1: I am also, but it's just basically Cheetos cheese dust. Mm-hmm. In liquid in form? In liquid form. I'm into it. Let's do it. If this comes here, we're trying this. Oh, yeah. And by trying this, I mean I'm going to get a whole one for myself. <laughs> you guys yeah. can smell it while I eat yeah. it.
0: <laughs> either, either watch you eat it or pay for our own.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, will glad- I will gladly bring mm-hmm. you one. But you can't have mine. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah. Of, of all the weird things that restaurants have put out recently, I am really intrigued by this one. Yeah, this
1: is the only one, like, usually when restaurants put things out, I'm like, that's disgusting. Why would you do that? They did this. And I'm like, that's brilliant. I'm sad I didn't think about it. Yep. No, I just want to eat cheese.
0: I... I... I think I am mostly interested about the Cheetos sauce, though. Correct. Because,
1: I mean, I can put Cheetos on a chicken sandwich. Right. But, yeah. like...
0: But you've never thought to put Cheetos on I Cheetos.
1: haven't. Like, I've sometimes put chips on a sandwich because, you know, I'm a normal human American. But, like, Cheetos on a chicken sandwich? Never would have thought of that. Yeah. My only beef here is that I don't really like KFC's chicken. So maybe what I'll do is I'll just get a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, make my own sauce put Cheetos on it, smother some mayonnaise on there, and see what happens. Maybe we can do that and like have a comparison. Like right, compare like a, yours. Like to, a DIY. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a food off. I'm into it. Let's do it.
0: I mean, could you maybe like, could you maybe just go to KFC and buy just the sauce?
1: I don't know. Probably. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or
0: maybe you'd be like, can I get one of those sandwiches but with the sauce on the side? Ooh.
1: There you go. Yeah. Look at Cause you. Because they might
0: not just sell you the sauce. And I'd be like, oh, sorry. It's, it's only for this promotion.
1: Yeah sauce on the side. I bet I can yeah. do that.
0: Yeah. Also, Chick fil A's chicken is just overrated, but you know what? That's
1: just it's okay. better than KFC's chicken.
0: I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know.
1: like KFC's chicken. It's just a thing for me. I'm so sorry. Maybe right. this is why we're not sponsored. I don't like KFC's chicken.
0: <laughs> so yeah, when we when we make up that list of times that we've referenced KFC we can include don't. this episode. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: To be like just listen from this time to this time don't listen right. to anything
1: else no, <laughs> stop listening before time of the talk. she doesn't like your chicken <laughs> so
0: alright so that's all the time that we have for this episode of Geek Awakens uh, as a reminder there's no regular show next week as we prepare for LodgeCon but we'll be back in two weeks uh, in the meantime <clears throat> in the meantime I'll be dying um, <laughs> But we'll also be posting news on Facebook and Twitter throughout the week, so be sure to follow us there. Uh, while you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at Ge- the Geek.
1: From all of us at the Geek Awakens.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we hope we'll be back next week or in two weeks. Everybody, say bye. Bye.
1: bye.